Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L2 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Fratelli, and with me, as always, my co-host, Luca Moya. Luca, how you been? Can't complain. Really can't complain. I'm just excited to have this guest on this week uh, because we talk a lot about football. He has his own basketball podcast, so this is going to be fun. Yeah, that guest, a longtime friend from CSM, our old school, our old stomping grounds, Bradshaw Furlong. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. How you been, buddy? We haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> I've been good. I've been good, guys. Uh, I'm happy to, have, happy to be here. Yeah, we're going to talk some basketball today for, okay. for the first time in a while. So it, awesome. it's going to be some fun. We just got through the NBA All-Star weekend. The All-Star game was last night. Team LeBron taking down Team Durant, 163-160. Steph Curry comes home with the MVP, dropping 50 points. LeBron, of course, hitting the last shot uh, in that game in Cleveland. Obviously, a storybook ending for him. Uh, Brad, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on, like, the game as a whole on Sunday night? I I, I mean, I always love the All-Star game. Like, I, I, I people complain, like, oh, they, they don't try for the first three. I kind of like that. I kind of like seeing them, like, do all the flashy stuff. Like, seeing Ja, like, with those crazy alley-oops. And uh, seeing, like, Middleton, like, seeing Middleton, uh, Giannis blocking Chris Middleton was kind of fun for me uh, <laughs> in particular. But, like, it's just seeing all the all the fun, crazy stuff they get to do, like, these are some of, like, the best athletes in the world. Like, why would I not want to see them, mm-hmm. like, just do fun, crazy stuff? I know, like, the, oh, they don't play defense, but I don't really care. Um, and then they try for, like, the last quarter, which is kind of fun to see. And you see, like, the best going at the best. And, like, Steph was unbelievable. Like, there was that stretch, I think it was in, like, the beginning of the third quarter where he hit the – like, he hit that step back three. And then he, like, pumped, drove, and, like, hit another three. And then, like, they tried to play defense on him for a second, and he went around, and he hit another one. And he almost hit one from, like, half court. And I was, like I, – we I remember I was at work last night. And we were watching it, and like we all were losing our minds as it was happening. Like he's when he's going, like he's like the best show in basketball. Like there's no one better to watch than him when he's like really going. And like that was like that was him last night. Like that's peak Steph Curry, and I want that all the time. Yeah, I remember last year he actually had a really good game last year. And if it wasn't for Giannis on missing a shot, he might yeah. have actually won mm-hmm. the MVP last year. So just to see him go out this year and just it looked like he didn't miss like every shot that he took even if he missed it, it looked like it should have went in so it was mm-hmm. like I agree with with Brad like when Steph is on it is so fun to watch it, and he has you can say that he's ruined the game you could say that he's changed the game for the better it doesn't matter because at the end of the day it works for him and it works for the fans because we I think everybody loves to see Steph Curry especially when he's at his best and I agree again with Brad because in the first three quarters, I don't need to see defense. Like these guys are playing defense or playing hard for 82 games in a season. This is the one or the three quarters you can say where they can just let loose and do what they can do best, right? Like do as if they were playing a pickup game against us three where they yeah. do whatever they wanted. You know what I mean? So to see Steph have wide open shots and make them and then see jaw with an alley-oop like behind his back, LaMelo doing, you know, alley-oops through his legs. Like it's just, it's just really fun to see. And I know we're going to talk about the skills competition. That's probably better than the skills competition. And the skills competition is where you're supposed to show off your skills, but yet Mm -hmm. they do it in the game. So I think it's the best of both worlds. The NBA has always gotten it right, in my opinion, when it comes to the All-Star game. So I was really excited and had a lot of fun. Yeah, to touch on the game, it's like uh, if you guys remember those – those pickup games you used to play before our night classes oh, yeah. uh, with David and stuff. Like we, we didn't really try at the start. It was kind of easy going, people getting open shots. But when the time came down to like, we only have five minutes, 10 minutes before we got to walk back to school, guys were picking it up, taking blocks, taking charges. So it kind of gave me those kind of feels. And Steph Curry, like hitting threes from like the three-point line half court, it's just 
as fans, you just want to see guy, him hit. How far can he go for him to hit a shot? And it's like more satisfying when that, that ball just hits the net so clean. It's like only he can do that. And he set in records. He, set, he dropped 50 points. He was two off of Anthony Davis's record. He has the record for three points and a half with eight. Three points in a game with six in the All Star game with sixteen, and now he's the all time leader in three pointers in an All Star game. So this guy is just racking up three point records uh, every single time. Let's move on to dunk contest, skills competition, three point contest. The dunk contest everybody's looking forward to. Not really big names heading into this year. Obi Toppin he takes the he takes the win, but what a lackluster dunk contest was. It felt like they didn't hit a dunk. I know. Like I was there for too long watching these guys do like throw it up, miss, throw it up, miss. And I didn't know. And the, these guys didn't really know the rules. If it, if it hit the rim, they get another chance. If it didn't hit the rim, they get all these chances. So Rad, what did you think of the dunk contest this year? I was like, I was kind of looking because obviously Obi Toppin's like a, 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 you've seen him like in game. He's throwing mm-hmm. down like between the legs dunks in game. Like Jalen Green has an unbelievably athletic, like Cole Anthony is always cool to see like a smaller guy dunking. It, just, it was so disappointing. Like, I remember seeing a video, uh, and, like, Jalen Green was, like, it was in the midst of his, like, 20,000 attempts. And, like, you just saw there was a video of, like, Kareem just leaving, like, the yeah, arena. Because he was like, I just, yeah. I can't do it. Like, I'm not or Shaq's face when he was just sitting there, like, just yeah. monotone, just, like. Like, it, it's, it's disappointing. And it's, like, it almost, like, it's almost like Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon, like, almost ruined the dunk contest. Because yeah, now we've seen I them, know. we've seen guys, like, complete these um, unbelievable dunks on their first attempt. And now it's like, well, and, and obviously, like, these guys should be completing them a lot faster than they, like, you know, than they should, than they did last night, even though some of them didn't even complete a dunk at some point. But it, it's it's so disappointing because, like, it, it is, like, it should be the best event of the night, and, like, it should be better than the three-point contest because the three-point contest is just, like, guys chucking up threes. It's pretty repetitive. I love the three-point contest, but, like, the dunk contest should be better, but I, I just don't know how you fix it. Like, you're never going to get, like, the biggest names. Like, John Morant's probably never going to do the dunk contest. Yeah. Like, LeBron, if he didn't do it in Cleveland, is never going to do the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, at this point, he's 37. He, he won't do it. But it's just – it's going to be so hard for them to get big names like Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon again. And I, I just it, – it's used to be such a cool event. And, like, there have been moments in between. But, yeah, it just, it just seems like an event. Like, they can't retire it. Like, they're not going to retire the dunk contest. That's, like, still the signature event of All-Star Saturday Night. Mm-hmm. But – and there, I, I, you, you can't move it away from the last spot. Like, ending on the three-point contest would just be kind of silly. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I don't know what you do at this point. It's almost like we've seen everything. So guys have to try crazier dunks, which are harder to pull off, so that it means they have to take more attempts, and then they can't do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's just a little, it's a little disappointing because, like, it's such a fun event. Yeah, I, I think it, it, it kind of, like, I think it kind of got, like, shot when Aaron Gordon, like, got robbed, I think, against Derek mm-hmm. Jones, was it? I think it was two years ago. Yeah. And he's never going to do it again, he already said. Levine probably is not going to do it again. And I remember when Zion was coming into the league, everyone's like, this is going to be the greatest dunk contest ever. <laughs> one season, he hasn't, he hasn't even been able to stay healthy, right? So yeah. you see the great dunkers in this league. And, and I think the argument with, like, LeBron or, like, some of these power, like, dunkers, I think Edward said it best. Like, they're just in-game dunkers, power dunkers. They're not finesse, right? They don't have the finesse to do all these things. And so it, I feel like we're all expecting something like 2016 in Toronto. We're never going to get that again, I don't think. Like, no. it, it's just not going to happen. And this is where, you know, the argument comes into, like, at what point, do you get like you know celebrity dunks or something like 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 these actual professional dunkers just to come in and just to give us something like i i get it you know it's the nba you want the nba all-stars or 
or specialists, right, to be in these competitions. But, but if you're getting Juan Toscano Anderson, like it's almost like no no disrespect to JTA. Like he's a solid he's a solid yeah. role player, but like at that point, like why are you like not like what's the point in like just bringing in someone who's like an internet sensation? Yeah. Who probably has more clout and more like reach yeah. than Juan Toscano Anderson. Like it was a great moment for Juan Toscano Anderson. It was mm-hmm. really cool to see him there, but you could just bring in like some of these celebrity dunkers or some of these like mm-hmm. guys who actually just do dunks like exactly. they, like that's their that is their thing. They do like crazy dunks for them like for the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think that that's maybe what they should care to because at the end of the day, these guys don't want to get hurt either, right? And it's such a big thing. Like, you see, like, they, they definitely practice in the gyms. You know, they want to do stuff. But, like, when you're on your, like, eighth attempt, okay, yeah. you're not, not all, like, honestly, like, sometimes they'll just go for a random – they'll just try to – they'll just dunk it with one hand, and it's like, okay, like, mm-hmm. really any, anybody in the NBA can really do that dunk. But then, like, the crowd's out of it. You know, Kenny didn't say it's over this year where, you know, that's his signature line. I I'm, sure he, think, I'm sure he wanted it to be over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, did I, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I turned it off after Obi Toppin's last dunk because I just knew he won at the end. Did anybody get I, a yeah, 50? Yeah, I checked out. No, they didn't. No, no, see, no one even got a 50. Like, usually no, no. Get maybe 150. Okay, even if it's like you don't agree with the 50, at least there's just 150. These guys weren't even close. Yeah, no. 50, but he 46, mailed it in 46. right at the end. He mailed it in like that last dunk. He already knew he won. He like oh, banked yeah. it off the backboard and put well, yeah, it in. That like, was the dunk first he was trying try. to do. He was trying to do that for his third attempt. That's mm-hmm. the dunk he was trying to do for his third attempt. Yeah. And he kept messing it up. So then he just did. I I don't remember the dunk he did. Like, but then he just did that on his first mm-hmm. attempt in the fourth round. It was like, well, damn. Like we just saw yeah, you try exactly. to do that. I know. It, I know. It, it just felt like weird because it was on his first attempt, and it was just like, oh, he's done contest yeah. is over like it, it just it didn't feel it didn't feel right and it didn't have that like huge moment like it's over it's over yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen because again and I guess it attests to the guys like you're in front of 16,000 people all your teammates are there a lot of the NBA guys like bring their families out to watch this dunk contest Giannis has his phone out like waiting for a big dunk like there's a lot of pressure to pull off these dunks you know what I mean I guess it takes yeah. a certain type of guy like Aaron Gordon or Zach Levine to pull off these dunks like first try and it's like a huge thing but again you have like these rookies kind of no-name guys that people aren't really familiar with like I guess the NBA wants to build a star like if he can do a sick dunk in a dunk contest people is going to know his name now because he won the dunk contest but this year just I guess didn't have it and they didn't really have the a big big dunk for them like the NHL like the NHL really quickly the NHL did their like their breakaway challenge this year and like that like that used to be kind of corny but like this year was really fun Mm -hmm. and like I didn't I didn't watch much I haven't watched much of the NHL this season but like that goal Trevor Zegers scored was one of the greatest goals I've ever like the greatest like he didn't win I've ever seen he He didn't win right that was that was stupid (laughs) because they they let fucking uh, John Hamm give him like Mm -hmm. I don't know like a, a, a 19 or something which was just silly but like that was like that was so cool and like there were so many fun moments from that. Like if the if the NBA like the NBA dunk contest should be something like that, and it it can be at its peak. It can be well, it can be better than that. But like, I just saw that and I'm like, nothing this year was even close to what Trevor Zegers did. No. Like not even close. Like we didn't have a single moment where I was like, man, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And like it, that's kind of weird that the NBA is losing to the NHL in terms of like all star skills competitions. It's coming back. But I don't know how the NHL. I don't know how the NHL did didn't have that event last. That was nonsense. Yeah, that was yeah. so weird. They did the accuracy contest last. Anyway, that's a whole separate discussion. I I heard yesterday though a quick touch since we're going NHL here that because Petro Angelo won, it's mm. because they're in Vegas and the house always wins. 
That's like kind of the storyline of why <laughs> oh, he, me he kind of. Well, and it's also so, John Ham and like obviously like Petrangelo was a St. Louis guy, so John mm-hmm. and John Ham's a Blues exactly. Fan, so, so he gave him a nineteen. Whole lot of conspiracies there, but I guess that wraps up the NBA All Star Game. We're going into the second half. It's going to be a fun stretch down. Let's talk about some Raptors, the Toronto Raptors. They've have been having some success. I know they're seventh in the East, but this Eastern Conference, Brad, you know, is wide open right now. We could see a lot of shifts throughout the standings heading into the playoffs. They were eight and two coming into the break. They came off an eight-game win streak. Scotty Barnes has been playing great. Pascal, I know he was out for the start of the year. He's been playing great. Fred Van Fleet's an all-star. What do you say about these Raptors? Like, can they get up into a top five spot in the East, or are they going to be more of in the seven, eight, or a play-in kind of thing? I definitely think they'll be at least above. I think they should be above the play-in. They probably could get to. They, I mean, they were sixth for a little while until they lost those two games before the break. Um, I, I was relatively high on the Raptors coming into the season. Like, I saw a lot of people like, oh, they might be a play-in team, or like they might be just out of the play-in. You know, they'll be in the lottery range again. I, I always felt like they're the talent was there. Like they, like again, Siakam. Van Vliet. I was, I've been high on Gary. I didn't think Gary Trent Jr. was going to be this good this season, mm-hmm. but obviously I knew he had potential. Um, I, I thought the talent was there and I thought you were, they would, they were going to be too good. If like Siakam and Van Vliet played at least relatively well, they would have been at least a play in team, probably a little higher. And like Siakam should have probably should have been an all-star this year. Um, he's probably going to be an all NBA player. If he keeps playing, like, this is the, like, this is probably the best we've seen him play. And he was an all NBA player a couple years ago. Like this is far and away with the best we've seen him play. Uh, Scotty Barnes started really well mm-hmm. and like he's still playing well it's just he's not getting I think he's losing a little bit a little bit of his aggression almost like he's not looking for his shot as much or they're not like there are nights where he has like I don't know like five shot attempts and like that just can't happen I know he's like I know scoring isn't his thing but like if you want to develop him and everything he's got to take more shots than that uh, but I, I've been impressed with Scotty this year and I, I think it's been a little surprising that he's been able to jump in right away and be like this impactful of a starter like he might not win rookie of the year just because there are guys in his team that are better than him and he's not getting the opportunity that like Cade Cunningham or Josh Giddy now basically because Shea Gilgis Alexander's quote-unquote injured it's it's tanking time for the Thunder so Mm -hmm. um it it, so Giddy has more opportunity Cade Cunningham Evan Mobley's been absolutely unbelievable um but Scotty Barnes is probably gonna be finished top three in rookie of the year voting and that's that's success for this season I think the Raptors always do a good job, like in drafting young talent. Like they just usually develop these guys. And I think the debate of the Jalen Suggs, I, I still really like Jalen Suggs. I think he's a he will be a very nice player in this league. But Barnes kind of fit their identity, and you could see why. You know, uh, the, the Raptors took him at number four. I I, I think the, the problem with the Raptors is is if you're looking at them as a playoff team, and one of the most important stats for me in any playoff run. And we saw that in the finals when Giannis finally was able to do this. Is this it's free throw percentage? They they they're bad at the twenty third in the league, and that's not going to do it. And there are teams that are in the playoffs. Like I think Cleveland's worse than them. Memphis is worse than them. But still, we're talking about the Raptors here, and that that can't fly. Like there's a lot of times where you know they're up big and they'll they'll lose a lead and they'll end up scraping away a win at the end. But then there's some games where they'll lose close and you look at the free throws, they miss like eight shots, eight free throws in the game. Like that's huge. Even if you just make four of them, that's four shot. Like that's four points, two possession game. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's one major concern I have with this team. Uh, Cause now we're looking at this team as, okay, they're probably a playoff team. Like you would expect yeah. them now to make the playoffs if it's by playing or if it's by just, you know, getting in, by the skin of their teeth, not having to play a play-in game, 
that those free throws in a seven game series are crucial. Like you're going to need guys at the end of the game, like Siakam, right? If he's been your best player, get the ball in his hands at the end of the game. Is he going to be able to make two of his shots? Sometimes he's great at it. Sometimes he's, he's pretty pathetic for a guy at his standards. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing I'm looking at. I think Brad kind of touched on everything. I'm just nitpicking on one thing, but I think this thing is huge, especially in the playoffs, because when you need a crunch bucket and you need to, and the teams are playing the fouling game, you're going to have to be able to knock down those free throws. And that concerns me for this team. I just like how they get it done by committee. Sorry, Brad. They get it done by committee. Pascal one night, it's Gary Trent dropping 40 or or something. Another night, it's Fred doing it another night on different aspects, whether it's assists, whether it's rebounding and all that stuff. So I kind of like what they're doing right like that. And Brad, before, or you wanted to say something before we get into our next thing? Yeah, just like like I think they're like I don't think anyone should be expecting the Raptors to be like a championship contender yeah. this season. Obviously, yeah. I don't think anybody is, but um, like they're going to be a really tough matchup for a, a couple of teams in particular. Like if they get the Bulls, I don't think the Bulls want to play this team. I don't know if the I mean the Nets probably not at this point won't play them anyway because they're so far down in the standings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if the Heat would want to play this team, even though Heat are you know I think the Heat do give the Raptors a tough time, but I don't think the Heat would want to play this team. They're like I I would be worried if, like, if I had to play the Raptors. Like they're a really talented team, and like they don't go very deep in the ro- in the rotations. Like you know, every guy that's stepping on the floor is going to be a good NBA player. You're going what mm-hmm. eight deep maybe at the most. Like you're getting obviously the starting five, and then like Kem Birch, Thad Young, maybe Chris Boucher and Precious Achua check in. Like you're get like they're gonna give like they have one of the best starting fives in the NBA. So I would be very concerned playing this team, but I'd also be a little worried. Uh, about the fatigue factor because these guys have played yeah. a ton of minutes this season. Oh my god! I think like their top five, their like starting five is like top five in minutes played this season yeah. or something like that. Like Fred and Pascal play like forty minutes a night, so you gotta you gotta worry about that fatigue factor, like you said. Here's what I wanted to touch on with again with the Raptors before we move on. Yeah, they're like a fringe playoff team, and maybe they can win a round, but don't you want them as a fan maybe to like? stop winning and like rebuild and like get another fourth round draft pick, like, like Scotty Barnes or something like that. Or do you like, I just hate how they're in that position where they're going to be a playoff team, but they're going to win one round and not get a lottery pick. Like, but, you're, you, but you're expecting you. I think as a fan, you're expecting Barnes to get better and start like mm-hmm. the better he gets, like that'll raise the ceiling of your team as well. Gary Trent jr. I don't know how much better he can get than the way what he's playing right now, if I'm being honest, but like again, if he keeps if he can do this consistently over a full season, that raises your ceiling. I'm trying to think of like Siakam and Van Vliet at 27. You probably you're getting to like basically are who they are who they are at this point. But mm-hmm. I mean, again, like these are two All Stars, two All NBA players. That's what you want. If Scotty Barnes develops into an All Star All NBA player, that's three guys. That's pretty good. And then basically, well, like what the Raptors are looking at is like, okay, if we're this good and we're one piece away, like we were before with the Kawhi thing. We just need to wait for the next superstar that, you know, gets disgruntled and whatever. Not that those yeah. come available that, all the time. That but... hap- it seems like that happens every week, though, sometimes. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So you're yeah. looking, you can look at a guy and be like, okay, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I don't think he'll ever leave, but well, not ever. But I'd like if Carl Anthony Towns is like, hey, get me out of here. I'm done mm-hmm. in Minnesota. We, I've been losing for too long, even though they're having a good season this year and he seems committed. But just say, like, hypothetically, Carl Anthony Towns leaves and then you, you can pick him up. And like that, again, you have Carl Anthony Towns, Scotty Barnes. Uh, Pascal Siakam, Gary, uh, ben, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., whichever one of those two doesn't get moved, that's a that's a championship contending team. Depending on how Scotty Barnes, you know, develops, I think it's just like they have the core in place, and then like they want Scotty Barnes to kind of be the final like piece to take them over the top and yeah. get them as close as they can be to a championship contender before they need that final like okay, now we need our superstar. Mm-hmm. Luca, 
This is why we bring Brad on the pod. Just gives us in-depth analysis exactly. on what the Raptors need to do. But I agree with everything he said. I think the Raptors are in a spot right now where not a lot of teams probably expect them to make the playoffs. And if they did, probably maybe like a 10th or a 9th seed and maybe have a play-in. Like they're, I think they're comfortably – like well, not comfortable. I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of games left. But to be in the 7th – I think they're in the 7th seed right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're playing good basketball. There are some games that they shouldn't have won, and there are some games that they should have won, right? So it goes both ways with this team. But I agree. I think now they just have to worry about developing their players. Even if they don't get past the first round, this is still, you could say, a successful season mm-hmm. in a lot of people's eyes because a lot of people didn't even have them making the playoffs, right? They thought, okay, this is it. This is going to be now another rebuild. But they just continue to win. Nick Nurse is a great head coach. Like he, he really is, I think, one of the best head coaches in, in, in the NBA. And so I think if you can maybe attract even a free agent, I mean, I know everybody hates coming to Toronto. It's because it's been snowing every freaking day in this city. <laughs> but I think if you're able to attract a free agent, trade for someone, then we can maybe see this team maybe being like a top four team in the East and then a team that can maybe push some teams uh, deep into series and make it deep like they did in 2019. Yeah, I think that's the only way they can get that done and make a push for a championship is if they pick up, like, a guy in a trade. I don't think they're going to be huge in free agency because, Mm. like you said, it's hard to bring guys to Toronto based on where we're located and all that. Even though when they come, they love it because the fan base and and the the aura around the team is great, but it's just hard to attract free agents. And, Brad, you touched on disgruntled superstars. And I know the trade deadline was a couple weeks ago, but Luke and I were heavy, heavy on football with the playoffs and all that. So I wanted to touch on just a little bit of it. James Harden goes to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons. I know there was other aspects in that trade, but those were the two main pieces going uh, to Brooklyn and to Philly. James Harden. He's a little bit of a crybaby in his career. Leaves Houston, had a good situation. Brought in Chris Ball, didn't work. Brought in Westbrook, didn't work. Now he wants to leave. Then he goes to Brooklyn. He's got Durant. He's got Kyrie. He's got Blake Griffin. He's got Aldridge. He's got all this. Steve Nash is the head coach. He doesn't like it there. He wants to go to Philly. I know last year at the trade deadline, uh, he wanted to go to Philly, but it really didn't go through. Now he gets his wish. Do you think like him bouncing around to all these teams and like him kind of being like a crybaby in a sense, like I just want out, does that ruin his legacy a bit? Well, it's kind of funny because like the day of the trade deadline, I think it was Woj had a report that like, he didn't want to officially ever ask for a trade because yeah. he was worried about how it would look like, you know, how it would like, you know, ruin his reputation. It's like, man, have you not like been on social media? Do you not know how like NBA trade rumors work anymore? Like we all know you don't want to be there. Like it's been out for mm-hmm. some time. Uh, I, I mean, maybe a little bit, but like with so much player movement in the NBA now, it's hard to like say, it's hard to like complain that a guy change, is changing teams or wants to change teams so much. Like Luke's favorite player has played for three different teams at this point. And he's going to probably play for another one, depending on where his son goes. Yeah. So like, it's, it's hard for me to say like, oh, this like, oh, like screw this guy because he wants to play Like, I, I know like I'm a big Giannis guy, obviously I kind of have to be, but, and like, he's, you know, his whole thing is loyalty and he's stuck with the one franchise. But, like, that's not the norm anymore. That's not like what guys do. Like they want to have the best situation for them and they want to find the best team and best opportunity for them to win. So I can't, I can't like get on James Harden too much. Sure. It's like, it's kind of annoying that he, like, you went to this insane big three team and, like, you could have won a championship last season. And if you just stick with it, you'll probably win a championship eventually because you have the most talented, you know, three best players on one team. Like, that's unbelievable. Like, that's probably the – this is probably the biggest what-if team of all time. Like, mm-hmm. that shot against the against the Bucks in the second round is going to be, like, one of the biggest what-ifs in NBA mm-hmm. history for sure. But 
I, I, I can't really get on Harden too much. And I, I'm supposed to be like the big anti-Harden guy because of, you know, Giannis and his, be- and his beef. But I, I, I don't know. I, I can't blame him too much. And I mean, but this is kind of up. It's kind of on him now. Like the pressure's all on him to win this season or not this season, but win in Philadelphia. Like this is where you said you wanted to be from the beginning. It's like, okay, I didn't really want to be in Brooklyn. I wanted to be in Philadelphia the entire time. So now I'm here. Now you got to win. Like if you don't win, you look pretty sad. And this is your kind of your last chance. You're in your thirties. You're already declining a little bit. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out for him. I, I just don't think athletes can win in this era. Like in, specifically maybe the NBA or in any league, like free agency, you sign a big contract with a bad team. Why are you going there? It's all about the money. Then you're in a team you're losing. You want out, you want to go to a good team. Oh, all you want to do is win. So it's like, you can't really win. Um, but when, when it comes to James Harden, it's like, I don't know how bad the situation really was in Brooklyn. Like if it was, you know, destination problem, then okay, I guess. But like the team was still amazing. Like mm-hmm. Kyrie never plays. Durant's always hurt. So it's basically your team. Every, most of the time, like you're the guy out there every mm-hmm. single night when those two don't play and you don't want to play with there. And now you're going to go to Philly. And I think the pick and roll with Embiid is just, <laughs> it's going to be like unstoppable almost, I think. But usually when you get the best player in the deal, you win the trade. That's historically, I think, how it's gone. But man, Philly gave up a lot. Mm-hmm. They gave up a lot. And I think Brooklyn's like, listen, we got rid of a guy who didn't want to be here, and we got a lot of pieces. We got our rebounding in Drummond. Uh, we got a, a, another shooter in Curry, right? So, and I think they got a first round pick as well. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. so they, right? So they got a future. And Ben Simmons. And oh, yeah. Well, who can forget about that guy? <laughs> <laughs> right? Who can forget about him? So I think it was a win win for Brooklyn. And I think for Philly, is you got rid of Ben Simmons. Uh, I never really understood that whole Ben Simmons drama. Like, whatever it's it's done now yeah but i think now you know brad's right like the pressure's on harden i think you know this year he said he's going to resign or he's going to opt in so mm. now philly has i think another year to you know build a team around him and Embiid. but you know the the it's ticking his time is ticking like really yeah. honestly probably this year next year because you know the bucks are still the bucks uh, Brooklyn now, if everybody's healthy, they're still going to be a really good team. The Heat always seem to be into it. Maybe, you know, maybe if the Raptors want to wake up a little bit, they'll be <laughs> in there too, right? So it's, it's a competitive conference, probably more competitive than it has been probably in the mm-hmm. early 2000s or 2010, I should say. But now I think we're going to see James Harden if, if he's going to stick it out for one team and guide that team to a finals appearance. Because really when he made the finals the first time, it wasn't really his team, right? Like he no, was, of course not. No. It, it wasn't. So he hasn't been there since. Uh, so let's see if he can carry a team because Embiid's playing sensationally. I don't think he has a, an excuse this time. I just think Brooklyn got the best out of that trade. You said it, Lucas. Curry, he was playing so well for Philly, and they gave him away like nothing. Drummond for the rebounding, even though they already have like a great starting five when they're all healthy and when they're not in a place where you have to be vaccinated to play. But other than that, they have a great starting five. So I think Brooklyn won that trade outright. And James Harden, I just – it just – I hate that about the NBA that like these guys can just want out and like these general managers just get rid of them like, like this, like it's James Harden, man. Like I know he's, he's on the, a little bit of the decline. He's really not in the best shape as he used to be like uh, in his older days in Houston, but come on, like he wanted all of it in Houston. They gave it to him. Didn't work. He went to like such a great situation in, in, in Brooklyn. And just because of all these little politics with Durant and Kyrie, you want out and you want to go to Philly, which those that fan base, if you don't win, they're gonna get on you. Look at Ben Simmons, the guy they traded for. Uh, he's gonna be a, a real under the pressure. So 
Let's end this podcast off with some fun here. We got 10 minutes left. Brad, you got the first pick. We're going to do a starting five fantasy draft here. Brad, you're our guest. You get the first pick. Luca, because I'm such a nice guy, I'll give you the second pick. <laughs> I'll take the third pick. We'll kind of do of a snake draft, starting five and uh, a sixth man to end it off. So, Brad, take I'm it away. I'm biased. I'm going to take Giannis first. I have to. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that coming. <laughs> I would uh, love to take Jokic, but I'll take, I'll take uh, Giannis. Yeah, I'll go off the board just because I want to have fun. I'll go with Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> That's not even that off the board. No, I, really go I think you're going to be yeah. like Scotty Barnes. Yeah, I'll imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should have went Malik Monk or something. Ooh. That would have been off the board. All right, so that means I get two picks here back-to-back. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look in. I'm going to take my center, Nikolai Jokic. He's been doing great for me in fantasy this year. So mm-hmm. I'll take Nikolai Jokic. And my second pick is going to be LeBron James. Okay. Well, I'll pair Steph up with KD again because it worked so well the first time. <laughs> wow. So – I can't believe you left me with uh, the other uh, MVP frontrunner. I'll take Joel Embiid. I, don't I know. know. Damn I, it! I, don't I, know. Know. I, don't I know. That's what. I, that's where I thought you were going next, Luke. I, don't I thought know how you were I can going pass Joel on Joel Embiid here. I love, uh, you know I love me some Joel Embiid. I kind of pissed off Brad. I think when we first met, when I said Embiid was better than Giannis, and I just it's okay. You've like, learned. You've learned. You've learned since learned. then. Yeah. yeah I've learned. Uh, oh God. Okay. My next pick. I, I probably want to get a guard for this now. Hmm. Is it like just? Are we just talking like one season, like trying to win out? Yeah, one this season. season the yeah, best players this of this season? season, one season. Who can go eighty-two and zero? Okay, I'll go Chris Paul uh, for my point guard. Oh, I was gonna take him actually. That's actually crazy. He always takes my guys. Um, that's my favorite player of all time. I'm not. I'm not passing on Chris Paul if I can. If I, I think he's. Choice. I just think he's so underappreciated. To be honest, yeah, oh, with I, you. trust me. Mm-hmm. You're you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, he's like. I don't know how he hasn't been in more MVP talk, but mm-hmm. that's a discussion. Uh, for another day uh this you know what just because yeah i'll go i'll go with Doncic. oh my god you, luca he has to take luke he has to take luke i have to take yeah fair enough fair enough i got you all right so i'm gonna go i need a guard here so i'm gonna go with Wow. Thanks a lot, Luca. You took my pick. And Brad took, I'm going to go with Trey Young uh, as my point guard there. Okay. And then I'm going to go with the guy who's in the MVP conversation right now, DeMar DeRozan at shooting oh. guard. Yeah. He is, he is in the conversation. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, his uh, you best know, season of his career. Uh, yeah. yeah. You see, uh, if I had Chris Paul, I'd probably just pair him with Aiden. Just because, why not? Just bring the bring the Phoenix. <laughs> you go really off the board. Yeah, what the hell? But I'm I'm thinking here. It's probably between Cat and Gobert. I want some defense. I want a nice guy who can stretch the floor. Screw the defense. I'll go with Cat. Exactly. Cat's been a better defender this yeah. year too. Yeah, he, you are, he has. Yeah, I'll go with Cat. Big Cat guy. Oh God! So I have the last two picks. You I can the pick last two. Literally picks. anybody in the NBA that I want. Anybody, anybody. else in the NBA? Oh, Middleton. God. You could pick Middleton or Drew Holiday. <laughs> championship. I probably, I probably, I probably could. I probably could. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so I have CP, Giannis, Embiid. I want to go. I need. To, I need some wings. You got size. <laughs> I need wings. I need wings at this point. Ooh. Are we like? Do they need to like? So current like. 2021, 2022, like yeah. they're healthy right now. Healthy they have, right they now. Have, they have, they have, okay, so well, no, they could, I mean, well, <laughs> any yeah, player, they any player this season. So Kawhi. That's why I picked the Martyrosian. He's been playing unreal. Okay, so Kawhi, uh, if he's healthy, yeah. obviously. So we're assuming he's healthy in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? Let's let's uh, let's build just a comp- incredible defense. Let's just put Drew Holiday there as well. Wow. Play off ball. Okay. Wow. Play off ball, and we'll. Uh, All right, Luca. Last pick, buddy. 
Well, I see now. I, uh, I need a small forward. I probably put Dodge at my point. Let Steph run around off ball. Um, <laughs> this might be a bit of a reach, but I, I, I need some defense clearly. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler. Don't hate me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a big Jimmy Butler guy, so I'll go with Butler. That's fair. I got the last pick here. There's one name I'm surprised we haven't taken, and if I didn't take Chris Paul, I would have taken him. But oh, that's exactly what I was looking at here, Brad. I'm gonna take Devin Booker. That my wasn't last who pick. I thought. That, okay. nope, that wasn't. But it. I'm taking <laughs> Devin Booker. Who was it, so, Brad? John Morant. No one took John Morant. Yeah, you see, I was sticking around. I'm like, I can't have Steph and Morant on this. Like, I just. Mm-hmm. You know, but All right, you guys got. We have one sixth yeah. man to pick. Oh right, here. yeah, we have six oh, we have man, a sixth but... man. Okay, so Lucas is you, right? I'm gonna go with the sixth man. Maybe I'll take Brad up on that uh, on that offer. Yeah. I'll take uh, John Morant with my sixth man. There you go. This I I took this guy in our last <laughs> time we did this. I need a uh, I need a sharpshooter off the bench. I'm going Clay. Oh, okay, that's wow. what I thought. When he said sharpshooter, that's what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, I'll just go Clay reunite <laughs> Splash Bros. Hmm. Six. I can just put I can just put at a random dude. Like this is hilarious. I could make like Jason Tatum my sixth man. Exactly. Um. Okay, I might I might nice. even do that. Uh. Maybe I need another guard, though, just in case. You know, Chris Paul, you know, a little banged up here. He's getting older. You want to take the pressure off him. Hmm. You know what? I'll keep I – need, I need defense coming off the bench. I need an extra guard, play defense as well. Look, give me Fred Van Vliet. Wow. Give me Freddy. Wow. That's off the board. The give all-star. Shoot, give some shooting. Get some defense. Replicate oh, playoff ball if needed. Very versatile. He I like miss. it. I like it. Um, well, those are our teams, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll put a post up there. You can comment on who has the best team. Uh, first, I think this is our second year doing this, Luca. So mm, we'll, we'll see what happens. Brad, we got four minutes left. Uh, Luca texted me uh, to ask you this question. MVP conversation. Who is your MVP uh, halfway through the year? I know he's, I know Luca's probably expecting me to say no, yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go on. But <laughs> my, my MVP is Nicole Jokic still. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Embiid's been un- absolutely unbelievable, uh, but Jokic has been just as unbelievable this season. He's having a better season this year than he did last year, and I, I know he's getting kind of the voter fatigue stuff where they don't want to, you know, they don't want to vote for him. And, and you know, he's does he's not like his team isn't as high in the standings, but obviously it's because they didn't have Jamal Murray and mm-hmm. you know Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I, I I think Nikola Jokic is he might be like the best. He might be like one of the best. I don't know three maybe no top five we'll give him top five because lebron kd and Giannis. but uh, he might be the best he might be the best player in the nba this season he's just his defense has taken a huge step too which has been you know so huge for the nuggets but uh yeah give me give me Jokic. but it's such a tight race between him and mb there's no really a bad choice between the two yeah um well i mean it's kind of tough i feel like we just expect Giannis to do these things now and he kind of gets a little bit like disrespected it's like okay that's 100%. easy for him but like <laughs> It's so easy for him. Uh, I'm going to go with Embiid just because Embiid's been my boy for a long time. Uh, if Lucas doesn't say the guy that I think actually has a shot at this, I, I do want to mention his name. So, Lucas, after you're done, if you don't say um, this guy. I'm going to go uh, Steph Curry. Okay. Oh, so you're still on the Steph train. Okay. I'm still on the Steph train from Interesting. Australia. He's going like three for 14 in every game. You know, he's, had, hopefully he's, gonna like, he's going to turn it on. Hopefully this all-star, all-star game. game. I was going to say, hopefully this all-star Ramps game. Him back gets him going. He's yeah. going to back. He's going I, back. I, I do think DeMar has a, uh, has a shot. Um, mm-hmm. an outside shot. Uh, I, I don't know just because of all the, like 
I don't know what your pick, Lucas, but me and Brad's guys are kind of taking over. And then, of course, there's Giannis. But DeMar, the way that the Bulls are still at the top of the conference, and we all have said throughout this episode, it's a pretty competitive one. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot of respect has to go to him. So I think he has a shot at it. I feel bad for guys like DeMar and Ja and CP. I know. Like, those guys are having unbelievable seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, CP's not going to win now because he's out for, like, six to eight weeks. But yeah. Like, those three were having unbelievable seasons, and they weren't even going to be in, like, the top three MVP candidates this year. They weren't even going to be on the ballot this year. That mm-hmm. would have been kind of funny to see. And LeBron, too. Like, LeBron's having an yeah, unbelievable season. Like, I'm not even, like – I know everyone's like, oh, it's this season at 37. Like, even if he was 25 having this season, it would still be nuts. Like, this would still be one of the best seasons in the NBA, but it's because the Lakers are absolutely terrible. <laughs> Awful. And his defense takes a bit of a break from that. So yeah. That doesn't Awful. help either. Well, Brad – Thanks for uh, previewing the second half of the NBA season. Thank you. Uh, It's been a while since we talked, so it's nice to see you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, You can listen to the L2 Sports Podcast on Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Breaker. Also, catch us on YouTube now. We're back on YouTube. So at the L2 Sports Podcast, make sure you look that up, and you'll find Luca and I and Brad for this uh, NBA episode. Thank you for tuning in. Brad, thank you one more time. Luca, I'm Lucas, and we'll see you guys next week.